happy Friday. I'm Jessica Smith, and this is The Game of Love on Mile High Sports Radio. So good to have you here. Feels so good to be out of the snow. We have a beautiful forecast ahead. I'm very excited. Um, For those of you who are not familiar with me, I'm a dating coach, author, host of The Game of Love podcast, and columnist for our very own Mile High Sports magazine. And speaking of the podcast, I want to let you guys know that from now on, the Game of Love radio show will now be part of my podcast. So you can go on to all major platforms, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple, iHeartRadio, and you can listen to all of my podcasts. I have 80 episodes up now, 80 episodes. So everything from dating tips, sex secrets, spirituality. I have amazing experts on and speaking of amazing experts. Danny, I have a very special guest in the studio tonight, and he is one of the most popular guests on my podcast. Yes. Well, I'm glad that he's finally getting in studio with us then. We've had a lot of your other guests that have done both, I believe, and uh, I'm excited for this one. I am excited too, because I have multiple best-selling author, speaker, and men's group leader, and the relationship architect, Jeff Lawton. Jeff, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. (sighs) Love being back together to be riding into the sunset towards who knows what with you. We always have a great time together. From the moment we met, we met from a uh, a mutual friend here in town. We were doing a speaking event and you and I were both uh, speaking there and we just clicked right away. Just and uh, it's just been magic ever since. Every time we sit down on the mic and we do this time warp thing, I wonder if that's going to happen tonight, that we just talk and talk and it's hours later. Well, thank God we have Danny to keep us oh, from that's going right. too out of control. <laughs> Danny's going to crack the whip on us. I'll do what I can. <laughs> well, Jeff, there are so many things that I respect and admire about you. And one of them is the amazing work that you have done with thousands of men from around the world over the course of your career. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for helping the men of the world out. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of the women. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you get many Christmas cards and thank yous and, uh, and then not too many Christmas cards, but I get a lot of thank yous. That's good. That's good. It's something I love doing. Well, you are incredible at it. So thank you. And and you and I have talked at at length about your, um, your men's groups and it's just so powerful. And, and again, I encourage, encourage everyone listening, go on and you can listen to Jeff and I talk and, um, well, let's talk about it right now. Why not? Let's talk about it right now. Okay. So what's, are the biggest challenges for men right now? Oh, boy. Um, Well, first, I want to mention that most of the men that are in our groups, and by our, I mean the Evolving Man, which is the name of our community and organization. So we have predominantly about 85% of the men are millennials. Wow. which did not used to be that way. I'm know. surprised, frankly. Yeah, I I was too, but the more I get to work with them, I'm not so surprised mm. um, because I remember what I was like at that age. And a lot of what they're grappling with was the same kind of things that I remember trying to figure out at that age. Who am I? Mm. I have a good career. I make good money. And I'm either bored to death or I just keep feeling empty and uninspired, I'm not happy. Mm. So we kind of put that under the category of guys who don't know what their purpose is. Ooh, that, that is a huge one. Yeah. And, um, I want to dive deeper into that. And I also want to say that being a woman in relationship to men, that is the biggest deal breaker with me. Mm. If a man doesn't have purpose, he is he can't be in a relationship. Right. He doesn't know who he is. <clears throat> he is not capable of being in a relationship. Yep. At first, 
you can you, you could you fake can it. fake it on you hormones and chemistry, <laughs> yes. right? But like I say, what are you going to do with the other twenty three and a half hours in a day? <laughs> Just twenty three. I man. I, We digress, but you know, a man without purpose is lost. Yeah. He has no rudder. He doesn't. Mm -mm. The only rudder that we have, if we're not connected to what that is for us is raw ego Mm. and ego is all about keeping you safe, keeping you really controlled or controlling. Mm Mm-hmm. And the ego doesn't really care what the heart wants. Mm. And I know as I have wrestled with those two forces in my life, the purpose was the thing and still is the thing that always pulls me out of getting too lost in my head and following my heart more regularly. Mm. And that's one of the other things that's a big issue with the guys that come to our groups is they don't have very much connection to their emotional body at all. Tell they're me about he- that. They're, well, they're in their heads. Mm. You know, they're Just thinking their way their through heads, everything? Thinking their way through, trying to figure out how to live logically. And yet, where they do feel their heart is they feel the loneliness. Mm. And that that's not a good feeling to feel. No. Well, thank God you can feel something, but it would be nice to counterbalance it with being able to feel love, empathy. Yeah. Well, happiness. Yeah. And empathy is another thing that a lot of the men that we have are struggling with knowing how to connect to. So they don't have empathy for themselves and they don't have empathy. They don't know how to find empathy, particularly with a woman. Mm. So that's probably the fourth major topic that they're wanting to work with is dating. I refer a few of them to you. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate the business. Yeah. (laughs) So they don't, you know, even before COVID, there was struggling with how do I attract a woman? How come I date and I date and I date and nothing really, you know, coheres or, or ends up working out? Do you see themes throughout that? Are the guys complaining about similar things? Um, Yeah, for the most part. I'd say one common theme is they don't don't know how to talk to women. Are they scared? Oh, hell yes. (laughs) We're, We're a little intimidating, some more than others. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that men have a mixed view of women that, in my opinion, stems from whatever our relationships were or weren't with our mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, there's all of the kind of pressure on men and women both for women to be more like men mm-hmm. and men to be more like women. And then when a woman gets a man like that, a lot of them that I talk to they get totally turned off because they don't want. Mm-hmm. A, they want a man that can be connected to his feminine. They don't want a man that lives in his feminine. Exactly. And yep. that's something that, you know, our guys are, they need to get connected to their feminine. And then they also need to get more connected to their masculinity. Because what I think this generation of men are really trying to figure out What does it mean to be a man now? What does it mean to be a man in a time where there's so much kind of schizophrenia? Like women should be more masculine in the workplace if they want to get ahead. Mm -hmm. But then maybe they don't want to be that way at home with their man or with their children and all that. And so I think both genders are really struggling with, you know, and I think millennial women at least some that I've met, they're much more in their power at that age than I remember them being 30 years ago mm-hmm. when I was a millennial. But millennials didn't exist back then. Right. It, 
it is very confusing, I think, for everyone. And I have a lot of uh, compassion for everyone. Uh, I've said this frequently on this show that I have a um, soft place in my heart for men that really, um, really do show up in their power and they show up very masculine and then they get knocked down by women if it's, you know, being, you know, hitting on a woman and a woman, you know, being mean to them, or if it's opening up a door and having a woman like I can get my own dang door, right? you know, and, and this type of thing. Um, and men, I don't think they ever really know what they're going to be up against. It's kind of a crapshoot with each, each woman. It's like, okay, you know, how is she, how is she going to show up? And I think that's, I think that's tough. And, um, from the, from the female side of it, I know my peers and I, we, Jeff, we are desperate for masculine men yeah. that are in touch with our feminine yep. and that can operate in the masculine like 70% of the time. I don't know. I'm just spitballing that right now. 70% of the time. And that, you know, the other time, you know, we can, we can flow in and out of state, you know, that we can, we can, um, you know, I'll be a little more, more masculine and, and take the pressure off and, yeah. you know, so. Well, so I'd love to hear from you for the men that are listening. For you, a masculine man, what does that look like? How, how do you gauge that? I mean, I know it's a vibe, obviously, it's that's vibe, part yeah. of it, but. For you, what are some of the qualities that help you know, yes, he has that? I love that you asked that. I got all giddy. I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you, Jeff. Let me tell you. <laughs> there is this steadfastness. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. The steadfast, this calm, strong presence and power that comes out of a masculine man that is so strong yet comforting. Mm-hmm. So as a woman and me specifically, I can relax into my, my feminine. I don't have to, I, I don't have to be in this, like, do I need to protect myself right now? Do I have to be on? Do I have to there? It, it calms me. So to have a man that just has this sturdiness to him, mm-hmm. that is very attractive. Um, another thing that I love about the masculine energy is the decision making. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Well, no, what do you want to do? What? Where, where, where do you want to go to dinner? Like, please <laughs> make some decisions. I love that. You know, and, and for, um, we can go down this rabbit hole, but I think there's, um, a, a desire for that at first. And I think once you get into relationship and there's this, um, give and take, mm-hmm. there's less pressure on the guy to have to make every single decision. Um, so I want to say that, and, um, I'm going to get played off the stage here in a second. So <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm going to, I'm going to keep you walking you through my masculine list right when we get back. Um, we'll see you then. Once or twice, I mean, maybe a couple of hundred times. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love. I'm Jessica Smith. This is Mile High Sports. And I have the amazing, multi-best-selling author, speaker, the relationship architect, Jeff Lawton. Thanks for being here, Jeff. Great to be here. Lovely having you here. Um, we were having a great conversation on break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we needed to be off the air because there was some <laughs> colorful language flying around in here. That never happens. Never. With me. <clears throat> um, let's pick up, up where we left off. Okay. I'm all flustered from our <laughs> colorful conversation. Um, the masculine and yeah. how when a man can show up in his power. Mm-hmm. in his masculine essence, the effect that has on the feminine. Yeah. It's breathtaking. And what we are saying over the break is with that steadfast essence, it creates this, this safety. 
and within the the safe space builds trust mm-hmm. and respect. And then that's when the magic happens. Yes. And we were talking about the difference between a hard opening and a sexual opening. And one of the things that I was saying to you on the break was that what I think a lot of men, particularly younger men, I mean, I didn't know this when I was in my 30s, but they, the, the id wants to go for the sexual. But if you get the heart to feel safe with you mm. and then the sexuality opens up, then you've got a level of connection that goes a lot deeper than just having sex and it'll last beyond sex. Which is one of the problems with our hookup culture. Right. That, you know, we hop into bed and it's, and that's the easiest, quickest and safest access point. Right. Right. Um, with the, the six human needs and one of them being obviously love. Right. Slash connection. And how we all want love, but sometimes we'll settle for connection. And that connection is often, you know, through sex. It's like, yeah. that, that's the easy gateway. It's like, I want to connect with you. I want to feel love. I want to connect, but I, my heart is not safe here. Right. I don't feel safe. So, you know, let's just bang it out. And uh, at least we get some semblance of connection. Yeah. And I, okay, so here's where my age shows up. Because I, even as a teenager, when I was first having sex, I was incapable of being sexual with somebody and not having an emotional connection. It's just impossible for me. And the one time in college I slept with somebody that I, you know, that was kind of a bang it out kind of situation, I felt awful Mm. and i am never doing that again and so i i know what you're saying to be true and i hear war stories from guys in our community about hookups and all that and i it's just hard to understand how that creates anything but a physiological connection right but it's also true as you and i have talked about on other interviews we've done together the, I mean, yes, people are desperate for something, mm-hmm. particularly after this last 14 months. Ooh, yep. But um, the emptiness that comes when you, like, you may do that. Right. And then you realize that you feel empty. I mean, an orgasm only carries you for so long. Mm-hmm. So then, then what? Then and, what? And that's... And I think that also, if a woman wants to be able to just have a booty call, then a guy may not have to be any more safe than, all right, he's not going to hurt me or he's not a creep. Right. Right. But that's not the kind of safety that you're talking about or that I'm talking about Mm -hmm. that women want. Yep. And, you know, going back to the pandemic and everything in our, yeah. uh, you know, not being able to, you know, date normally, see people as we, you know, normally would, people have experienced loneliness on a huge scale. Yes. And one concern I have that I've voiced on this radio show before is the fact that we're going to be let out of the gate soon and we're going to come out and we're, a lot of people are coming out hungry, right. starving. And, you know, a, a, a hungry man will eventually eat out of a dumpster. Um, you know, a, a man in a desert will drink poison, right? Right, right. And, uh, you know, that, that does worry me that there's going to be this, like, you know, I, I need something. Give me something. Because I've been yeah. so um, alone for so long. I know. I totally get that. I mean, we have a lot of single guys in our groups, and they've been horrifically lonely. Mm-hmm. and you know but the thing is, is desperation is a crappy aphrodisiac <laughs> great point 
Great point. <laughs> so you have to be, got to be mindful. Got to be mindful. And, and really, uh, professionally speaking for myself over mm -hmm. the course of the pandemic, I, you know, when we were not allowed out of our house during that time, right. I still had tons of clients coming to me for the mental health aspect of it. Right. And so I've been talking a lot. Well, it's, you know, you know me that it's something that I've talked about from a long time. You know, for a long time that, um, you really have to nurture the relationship with yourself. And yeah. it's like, so for the people that are out there listening and you're just so hungry and so ready, just so ready. You know, I, I hear this day in and day out. Like I'm ready for love. Yeah. I'm ready. It doesn't have to be desperate folks. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but really, if you're just ready, make sure you are filling up yourself, taking care of yourself. So well, you make wise decisions because, right. <clears throat> you know, if, if, if you're not, if you're not full, whole and complete on your own and you get out there, chances are you're going to make some bad decisions. You're going to let, you're going to see some red flags and you're going to be like, well, what? Well, I think an interesting point that that brings to the surface is if you're out there and you're single and you're really hungry for love, are you hungry to be loved or are you hungry to give love? Mm. Mm. And if you're Woo. hungry to get love, then that's worth taking a, a good look inside at, am I looking to fill something? Right. So it's a totally different deal when you are good <laughs> and comfortable in your own skin and you have the capacity to embrace loneliness mm -hmm. to a degree. I mean, nobody likes it, but if you can be lonely and alone and distinguish, I feel lonely versus I am lonely. Very different vibe. Then, then when the floodgates open and if you've done that reality check, giving or receiving, then if you're on the right side of that equation from a healthy, self-sufficient mm -hmm. place, then you probably won't be that much in a hurry. And you'll lean into your gut more about what's right. Because in situations like that, even though we've never had a pandemic in our lifetime before, but if you've been on a long dry spell and you're not good with yourself, you don't need a woman, you want one, mm -hmm. but you don't need one, then, you know, patience can be a virtue. Absolutely. That was such, ooh, that was a nugget of wisdom right there, Jeff. Uh, something that's been coming up for me the last couple of weeks, talking mm -hmm. to uh, my clients and interviews, podcasts that I've been doing, is that there are a lot of people, uh, especially in Denver, let's just talk about Denver. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm impressed by the level of consciousness that is being raised and especially amongst the men mm -hmm. that are learning what their love language is. Yep. They are looking at their, um, at their traumas. They are getting familiar with, uh, the Enneagram, um, yep. attachment styles and all this. And I'm also, um, like, I love that, like kudos, congratulations, bravo, right. love it, love it, love it. But Jeff, what I am finding is a lot of people are getting stuck at that self-awareness and they're not really putting things into action. Um, mm -hmm. I, I went on a date with a guy and he knew like his love languages, his attachment styles, his Enneagrams, and he's just drilling me. And yet he was stuck in this place that he, he had not ventured beyond them. And right. I, and I, I just noticed when I was having dinner with him, I'm like, wow, he has no idea how he gives with his love language. Right. He, he like, there's just all this rigidity and I'm like, are we not moving beyond this? Are we, are we not going beyond our, self-awareness and putting it into action, like looking at ourselves and saying, Oh, you know what? I have an insecure attachment style. I'm anxious, right. 
um, mm-hmm. anxious attached. Yeah. Maybe we should change that and, and fix that and, and work on that. Yeah. Well, what you're bringing up before we go into our next break is... You th- knew that you saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> a third... I have eyes in the back of my head. Love it. Comes from being a parent. You're so well-trained, Jeff. <laughs> um, you're actually now bringing in a third dimension that men need to really know well their head, their heart, and their balls. And I'm referring to an energy, not the anatomy. And for a guy who knows himself and is comfortable and embodied in himself, if the balls aren't involved, then your courage and your willingness to take risk Mm. is reduced. And then again, the head will read attached. Great book. But yeah, a lot of our guys have done a lot of the reading and all that, and they don't know how to apply it. Right. And my theory is because their heart is afraid of being devastated. Mm-hmm. So the risk tolerance level is unfortunately really low. It really is. And, you know, the... The heart is precious, and I, I will leave us with a question that I always ask my clients when they are out dating. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a safe place to put your heart? Just ask yourself that. Sometimes it's a yes, and sometimes it's a resounding no. Jeff will be right back. Welcome back. Happy Friday. I'm Jessica Smith. This is the game of love on Mile High Sports, and I have Jeff Lott with me. Jeff, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. Oh, we always have a great time together, don't we? We do. We've spent uh, many hours going through all of these uh, beautiful topics, and I always have so much fun, and I, I'm so glad we're we have our, our breaks that we can speak privately. I'm over here just having a great time with you. And <laughs> you guys didn't see, but I was freaking out, but the mic was still on while I was sharing. It was, it was quite endearing, I will say. <laughs> so Jeff, um, let's, let's talk about your work a little bit. Um, you are the relationship architect and um, you have been incredibly busy yep. this last year. It's been the busiest year of your life. Um, what's happening in the world of relationships and marriage right now? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, <clears throat> so one thing is everybody having to live at home when we were really locked down. I think, you know, my opinion is your average relationship is one where there's a very unconscious effort on the part of people who know something's off. Hmm. They don't want to deal with it. So if you have children, then you get to pour your life into your kids and make them the most important part of the relationship first, which I believe is a major mistake. And than your work, your career. So if you've been used to, for years, keeping things on the surface, keeping things pleasant, having an occasional, you know, romp in the hay and okay, um, and the kids are okay, blah, 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 then along comes a lockdown where you're with each other all the time. Mm And for many, many people, one or both have to work and their kids are on remote learning. So the pressure and the lack of any pressure relief valve, yep. it, it, it really brings to the surface 
everything that you've been distracting yourself from. Yep. You can't hide from it anymore. It's no. right in your face. There is there is no guys night out. There is no board meeting. There is no, yeah. you know. Women can't go out with their girls and yep. go talk and let loose and vent and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And when you need to do that about your male partner or your female partner, you got to have an outlet to do that because you're not going to, most people don't start with their partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to complain about your partner, he or she's the last one that you do first. Yep. And that's something you and I have talked about before. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, uh, when do we talk to our partner about things that are going wrong or when it is um, better to go have a night out with the guys take a little break, go out with the girls, vent and do all that. And uh, I think a lot of women especially will not allow their men to go out for guys nights. And no. I, that just blows my mind. I'm like, for one, these men work hard. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. are on like, give them a break for crying out loud. Yep. Let, let this man go have a beer for crying out loud. Be like, go watch a game, you know, have some fun. And I just, that, that blows my mind. I know like the men of the world right now are like, thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if women would allow their men to go out and have some pleasure outside of them, right? they would find these men are going to come back to them better than ever. Exactly. I mean, you know, one thing that I get on a soapbox about, so I'll do a little mini teeny soapbox right now. Women don't understand, and, and I think part of it is because we could do a better job as men of being more transparent or vulnerable about what's going on with us, mm -hmm. but they don't understand that your, your average good man, whatever that means, wants to make you happy. We love hearing that. Well, it's true. You know, we want to make our women happy. The problem is women think that we're supposed to know how to do that. <laughs> like you don't read our minds for that, crying out loud. That's an inherent <laughs> thing. And we don't know. And if we kind of ask for a manual or just tell me what you want. Yep. And how many women have I heard in my coaching career go, well, he should know. I had one of my clients I was on the phone with and she had a, a date later that night with a man that she had been, been seeing for a while. And she's like, Jessica, I'm, I'm tired. I don't even know if I want to go on this date. I've had this hard day at work and she's all flustered. I'm like, Hey, how about this? How about you take a few deep breaths and you communicate with him and say, look, I have had a day. I don't even remember my name right now. My feet hurt from wearing heels. I am starving. Could you just order dinner and love on me and turn on what, just turn on something on TV and just hold me? Yeah. And she's like, I can do that. I'm like, hell, heck yeah, you can. <laughs> heck yeah, you can. She called me the next day and she's like, oh my God, Jessica, you are brilliant. This man was like doing everything he could. He was like, do you want dessert? Do you... Do you want another, do you want another drink? Do you, da, da. and he was just feeding her all this love. And it was because he had that direction. Right. And. Well, and that made me think about what you were saying a few minutes ago, women that struggle with letting their men have time away with guys, whatever mm -hmm. the, that if you have a problem with that, then what that would tell me or make me really wonder about you is how codependent have you become? That's right. How much are you filling your own cup? Mm -hmm. And what's the expectation you have of him that you haven't told him? <laughs> Poor guy. And then you're He's keeping so a scorecard about what a schmuck he is. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even know that he's racking up points on the schmuck scale. <laughs> it's a setup for both of you to fail. It really is. And something else that 
kind of irks me with women is I, I get that we love to communicate everything, but often with my clients, I will say, no, like that is, that is your crap. Mm -hmm. You don't need to take that to your man. And they're like, right. but I need to tell him everything. I'm like, no, 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 you don't need to tell him everything. You, you pay me. You can tell me. Yeah. You can call your girlfriend, tell right. her, but you don't need to, to, you know, pollute your, you know, your relationship and put everything on your man. Well, I just had to get on my soapbox yeah. with that, Jeff. That works both ways. Right, because what we coach our men all the time is one of the reasons you're in a men's group is because this is where you bring your fear, your doubts, your um, confusion, your frustration. Mm -hmm. Because we were talking in one of the earlier segments about how women want to feel safe, mm -hmm. and the more steadfast a man is, which I would translate as he knows who he is. He doesn't give away who he is for anyone, including her. That's right. And he shows up in embodied presence. She wants that. And if you're coming and bringing all of your insecurities to her first, then you're going to trigger something that we refer to as no woman wants to be her man's new mommy. <laughs> Time for a break? Uh, no. <laughs> so you got it. Oh, it is time for a break. <laughs> oh, can you just say that one more time? I just need to hear that one more time, Jeff. No woman wants to be her man's new mommy. <laughs> well, let's let that soak in and we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Game of love. When you kiss me, I know you don't get to, but I still want that. Yes, I do it for the ladies, but I gotta keep a hood. Where we at, Polo? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love on Mile High Sports. I'm Jessica Smith, and I have Jeff Lawton in the studio. Welcome back, Jeff. Thank you. All right, Jeff. Uh -oh. We've been on our soapbox a lot the last couple segments. I thought we'd wrap up this last one with um, a theme. It's it's my theme for the month. Mm -hmm. Expanding in our capacity to love. Mm -hmm. That's really um, top of mind with me right now. And going back to what I was saying earlier, that there's a lot of people that are self-aware and they can spout off, you know, their their zodiac signs and their attachment styles and, right. uh, you know, all, all those fun things that I love. Mm -hmm. I, I love them and they're beneficial and they're useful. And a lot of people get stuck there. So they'll say, I am a Leo and this is how Leos are. And they justify their behavior. And, you know, they say, well, this is what my Enneagram is. And so therefore I act this way. And, um, I think that that it serves us to understand ourselves. Right. Yet it limits us from really, really loving people, really loving full out. And going back to what you were saying earlier, uh, do I want love? Do I want to give love? And expanding in our capacity to love is like my mantra right now. Yeah. It's like, how can we break beyond the um the containers in which we put ourselves and and look at the other person and say wow that is not their love we don't share the same love language right our enneagrams are not vibing here mm -hmm. but i like you and i i want to figure out what kind of love you need how can i love you how can i take care of you that's that's what i want for us jeff okay well a few thoughts Do share. on that. Number one, and I'm going to really date myself here. Janet Jackson's What Have You Done For Me Lately? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> it's going through my head. <laughs> and the operative word in that title is What Have You Done? So over my career, I've had plenty of clients who 
when I say, why do you want to work with me? And some of them will say, well, I'm not really sure because, you know, I've read every book on the sensitive new age guy reading list and I've done all the right things and nothing's really working. And I'll say, okay, so you can read all the travel guides you want, but when are you going to take the trip? <laughs> and you need a guide if you're going somewhere you've never been. Mm -hmm. And that's where people like you and I come in, in this arena. But when you said the last thing you said, what came to my mind is one of the keys to unlocking that stuckness there's actually two. You have to really find your path to get into the lower 48, which means the 48 states below your neck. Secondly, you have to really seriously look at what your relationship to fear is. Ooh, ooh, Jeff, you had to say the F word, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did, and it's the only one of my favorite words I can say on the radio. Right. Darn it. Um, uh, fear is huge. Well, yeah. I, I, um, I, I talk about this all the time. And it's funny how I think women will look at men and they're like, oh, there's so much fear. Like, I don't know. Will they hurt me? Are they going to break my heart? Are they going to, you know, sleep with my sister? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and there's fear. And it's, and it's funny because it seems like it's a, it's a one-way street. And then it's like, oh, no, we're all walking around scared of each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, I, I was. You know, I probably wouldn't have been a virgin until I was 40 if my first girlfriend hadn't picked me up. I was terrified of women. So, you know, even the burliest, manliest looking guy has some place in his psyche that he'd rather pull out every body hair one at a time than go anywhere near. Mm. And one of the things that has to change apropos of this topic is you've got to acknowledge and, and change the relationship with fear, fear of women, fear of a relationship failing. Yep. You know, people, men or women who have had several unsuccessful relationships, they're terrified to get back in the ring. But what are they really afraid of? They're afraid of getting hurt. Right. They're afraid of pain. And I know I've said this on one of our interviews in the past. If you don't want to ever have pain, don't get in a relationship. Don't get a dog. Go find a cave to a live in. A decent dome somewhere. <laughs> right. And, you know, just be a monk. Be a monk. And, you know, a lot of people don't want that. So... Yeah. I think that whole, um, the fear people don't give themselves enough credit or trust themselves enough yeah. that they can recover from heartache, from heartbreak, from divorce. It's like, if you're strong enough to get in, you're going to be strong enough to get out. That's really brilliant. <laughs> That's something that I think a lot of people don't realize. And <clears throat> I was leading a meeting the other night and somebody was talking about their fear around staying or leaving a relationship. And I, I'm terrified of being hurt. I said, Do you, you know, you're a grown man, right? Yep. Okay. So do you realize that you're terrified of feeling something that you spent most of your childhood and adolescence surviving? Mm-hmm. You've already proven you can handle it. Yep. It just doesn't feel good. Yep. But when was the last time your life completely transformed because everything was awesome? <laughs> so true. And I think that people will get stuck in their head when they're looking for love and they're operating, you know, with this, this fear um, mentality. Their heartbreak, nobody's heartbreak is really novel and unique. Like, yeah. You know, everybody has their story. There right. is not one person that's listening right now that hasn't had their heart broken, yep. shattered, 
annihilated. And we often sit there in our stories and we're like, but I've been hurt and I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. It's like, well, darling, the person that's sitting across the table for you from you is thinking the same gosh darn thing. So it's yep. like, let's just level the playing field. Yeah. And just be like, you know, I, we, we both been there. <laughs> yeah. Why? So you got to lean in, you know, and I'm not usually a fan of, you know, man up, but I think ultimately really regardless of what gender you are, if you're letting your fear be a red light instead of a green light, there's only one real way you're going to transcend that. And that's to be afraid. If you are, that's no problem. We all have fear, but you've got to, if you're a man, you got to masculine up. Mm, I like that better. You've got to, you've got to lean in and take the risk because otherwise you are going to be for God knows how many years, one of those people that keeps telling your story. Yep which is a trick of the ego to keep you from having anything that you want. Mm -hmm. And you've got to drop back into, I don't remember if we were on air or in the break, but you've got to drop back into head, heart, balls, spirit. I love that. What is your spirit longing for? And you've got to, you're not going to get there without taking on your fear and all your ego identity which is a bunch of bs anyway right and leap into the unknown that's the only way i mean my wife and i we were horrible on paper you know you've heard this story <laughs> so everybody we knew said no no you're not right for each other and you know 39 years later f Aww. off <laughs> it worked congratulations Thank you. That is that is a beautiful thing. Um, your men's groups, like yes. I've said um, many times, uh, you do such incredible work. Uh, men all over the world, so you, yeah. they don't have to be Denver-based, correct? No, not at all. We have uh, men from all over the world in so our groups. Tell tell us about your men's groups. Okay, so. First, you can learn more about them at www.theevolvingman.com. Our groups are really about helping men get real. It's about helping them get clear what their purpose is, how to be that purpose first, and figure out what you're going to do, having it sourced from your being. And another way we language that is you're either externally referencing everything you do. If I do this, I'm going to get that. If I be this way, she's going to give me what I want, all that kind of stuff. You have to learn how to connect to your internal locus of control. And a lot of men don't, that's a foreign concept to them. So we help men get reconnected to that, which all of us are born with when we were all children up to a point, we could come from that place all the time until we got trained out of it or wounded out of it. So then we have them, you know, we teach them ways that they can go out in the world and follow what their spirit is telling them or if you don't believe in spirituality, what does your gut tell you? What is your heart calling for? Mm -hmm. And, you know, supporting them in community. And we also really work a lot around integrity and helping men get clear what integrity is, what it isn't, and how do you use that to make you a better man, be a better father if you're going to be a father or are one, be a better partner, and you know, don't waste this life remaining a prisoner of all the BS that your ego tells you is as good as it can be. Mm. Because most of us are settling until we decide it's too painful. Mm. Well said. And thank goodness you are out here doing this work. Um, who can come to your meetings? 
Um, any man can come to a meeting that is, I would say, I mean, we've had a few exceptions, 25 or older. Okay. I also just started a brand new all virtual group that we're calling the new tricks for men that are 55 to 80. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they need love too. They need they, support. Come yeah. on. <laughs> They're still hungry. Mm -hmm. You know, they want, they want meaning before they die. So anyway, between about 25 and 85, Aww. we have a spot for you. And you just have to be, you have to have a real hungry appetite for stripping away whatever is false about you and getting to the real you. So I would say you need to at least be willing to be willing I like that. To, you know, put big man pants on and strap them on and take risk and get real. And you have to be willing to trust yourself. And it doesn't take very long before men in the group trust each other. I trust men that they've only known for two hours or maybe two months. Yeah. with stuff that they don't even trust their wives with or their best friends with. So don't come if you're a loner. If you're committed to being a loner, it's going to be a waste of your time. And I personally know people who have been in your men's groups and they have had remarkable transformations. So thank you, Jeff, for, mm -hmm. for helping men step into their best selves and and live their best lives. I mean, that's you what we're all about of, here. Yeah, you only have one at a time. Right. Why piss it away? That's right. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for coming on the Game of Love podcast. We have two episodes there. Yep. And like I was saying at the beginning of the show, it's uh, those two are some of the most um, uh, viewed or listened to episodes. So... Thank rather. you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank um, you for keep letting me coming back. You know, I like you. I'm going to keep you around. <laughs> awesome. And and thank you for being my friend too. You are an incredible light in my life and I'm, I'm very lucky to have you. So thank you so much, Jeff. Um, real quick before we go, um, your Instagram is the relationship arc, your relationship architect. Okay. Facebook is same. And my relationship coaching website is yourrelationshiparchitect.com, okay. theevolvingman.com. And if you want to read any of my books about relationship, just search for me on Amazon and you'll find five of them. Perfect. Thank you again, Jeff. I really appreciate you. And I appreciate you all tuning in for the game of love on Mile High Sports Radio. Uh, you guys, I'm taking next week off. Um, it just happens to be the NFL draft, so I will not be in the studio. I'm going to go have fun and live my best life. You can find uh, this show on the Game of Love podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google Play. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, get out there and love each other. <laughs>